0: you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and Diane has nominated Dr. Barbara Royal for a Game Changer Award. And we're so thankful that Barbara, although traveling, is (laughs) joining us today to talk about all the great things she's doing. So welcome, Dr. Royal, and thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is quite fun and very, very much of an honor. So thank you.
0: Well, and we'd like to thank Diane, you have lots of fans in the sense of you have helped so many families that have come back to you generation after generation of animals that lots of people have nominated you for a game changer, but we're finally thankful that we had a time that aligned for you to be able to do this interview. Yay. So (laughs) I know everything about you. And in full disclosure, Healthy Pets family, Barb and I have known each other for years and we're dear friends in our private lives. So I know a lot about Dr. Royal, but in case you haven't heard, she's one of the most um, prolific integrative veterinarians doing worldwide things. And she's here as a special guest for 15 minutes. So Dr. Royal, for people that need a refresher about (laughs) why you became a vet and then why you opened your animal hospital, let's start there.
1: Okay, well, I mean, I think I came to this a little bit, a little bit differently than a lot of people do, because I have been a lot of other things before I was a veterinarian. I was a pastry chef, sous chef, an editor. I've, I've been a zoo hospital administrator. I worked in conservation. Um, I was an advertising executive, and I've even been a professional singer. So um, it wasn't that you know I knew always that I wanted to be a veterinarian. I did, I did always know that, but I sort of did all these other things because I don't know. I come from a very artistic and strange family, but. Um, so then I when I really decided I was going to be a veterinarian and, and go for it was in my late 20s, um, even though, again, like at age six, I'm going to be a veterinarian for sure. Um, but all of those things that I have been have played a pretty big role in where I am now. So I feel like, you know, I just sort of put together a little bit more of a holistic view, the communication aspect of what I'm doing. And of course, obviously, food from being a chef. Um, really starting out with, you know, nutrition as a foundation for everything, mostly just because I love buttery croissants and, you know, anything I can do to talk about food makes me happy. So, yeah.
0: Very very smart. And I love the fact that because food matters, of course, to us in terms of not just taste, but nourishing our bodies. You, of course, probably graduated from vet school, worked for other vets, but then you decided to open your own animal hospital, which incorporated all these amazing modalities. Did you do that because, you, because there wasn't one in existence, like what, what brought you to open your own wellness center rehab center?
1: Yeah. I never wanted to do that at all. I wanted to join the ranks of veterinary medicine and just be a cog in the wheel. I wanted people to you know, be a big part of what I did and me to sort of learn from them. And I was very excited to be that. And the biggest problem for me, I think was I was working in a practice and it was wonderful. It was great, lots of wonderful women that I worked with who were the veterinarians there at the time and um, a really great staff. But I was constantly a little bit hesitant about recommending a lot of the things that they sold. Like, you know, they would be selling a lot of kibble foods and I would be like, well, You know, we could do this because before that school, I was involved in the Dr. Scholl's um, nutrition conferences. I was mm-hmm. the copy editor for a lot of, and it was a, it was a conference on um, the nutrition of captive wild animals, basically. And so there were just, I did so much with that program and talking about how important it is to feed each species the exact you know, food that will, that it recognizes um, you know, in their ancestry of how to make their own bodies healthy and to build healthy immune systems. And I knew every time we didn't do that right, That's when we got illness. And so coming into practice and looking at all the things that were available to me, I just started to question things and it, it was this slow process, but it really only took maybe a year or so. And, and, you know, six months out, I started studying acupuncture and that talks about food is so important. And I just felt like I was constantly up against something that was really wrong for me. And I and I just couldn't do it anymore. And I know I was irritating other veterinarians in the practice by saying, you know, don't don't buy that. (laughs) Please don't buy that. Try try to do this because I know that's that's what's making you come back every week with the same problem. So I, I ended up having to say I've got to I've got to have my own practice because because I can't practice here properly.
0: And so when you started your practice, I know that, you know, you, kind of the three pillars of health, you incorporate fresh whole food species appropriate nutrition, a lot of exercise. And for animals that either can't exercise because of debilitation, age, accident, trauma, surgical recovery, you have this extensive rehabilitation program. Yep. But you also then mentor a lot of veterinarians. Talk a little bit about your passion and your heart for teaching yeah. other people what you know. Yeah, I think that
1: w- that came about because, you know, the alarming statistics just about, you know, suicide in veterinarians, things like that. And a lot of my friends and colleagues were becoming really burnt out. They were just like, you know, I just am yeah, a slog. I can't wait till I retire or, you know, whatever. And I was just like, God, I, I love every day. I wake up so happy. And so it was really fun. I started I I, I started running a course um, with my partner, um, Natasha Lilly. We ran a course in at Cal Poly for pre-vet students. And it was so fun. It was really great. And we were at that time really opening the Royal Animal Health University so that we could teach a little bit more and do a little more for, for vet students who were really interested in this stuff. Because I felt like it's better to give them some of the tools that I've already learned about. Let's do that. And so we started that course and got interns coming through. And then I just realized how fun that was. And how it was really nice to see that moment in a, in a student's eyes when they're just like, that made such a difference. You know, they come in and they'll see a case that, that, you know, that may, they had seen when they first came and then they're seeing it again now. And it was, you know, 20 pounds overweight and really smelly and gross and miserable. And then, you know, it's only three weeks later and the animal is getting thinner and healthier and happier and such a different story those, those moments just became like candy to me. So um, except, you know, no sugar. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? And so it was, it was really fun. And so being able to teach more and getting more involved in that. So we, we were focusing more on nutrition. So the Royal Animal Health University was sort of running some nutrition courses and doing things like that. The Cal Poly course for the um, pre-vet students just kept going, which was fun. Um, so I was flying back and forth to California from Chicago. That was a little crazy. Um, and then, and then we decided that we needed more hard science. I mean, I'm a. i am um, I worked at a. I ran the integrative program actually for quite a while at the veterinary specialty practice near Chicago, and I realized how important it is for you know the in the you know internal medicine people or orthopedic people whatever to have the hard science right. So knowing that it works was great. And I really focus on, you know, let's do things that work and that's common sense medicine, but getting the background information, getting research, getting people on board, because you know that what you're doing makes sense in a, in a scientific way was also part of my mission. So, so Natasha and I in the Royal animal health university, um, we sort of developed with some partners and we bought the animal diet formulator which was um, started by Steve Brown that you know a lot about um and that is we we've sort of changed that into a cloud-based program that's really available for you know any level of user now that can evaluate recipes yes. or or create recipes so yeah if
0: you And that is and that yeah. is extra I have to just interject that is yeah. one of the best gifts you took Steve's <laughs> impossible spreadsheet 6000 pages of impossibility <laughs> and you actually converted that into utilizable easy to digest and actually even plug and play apps for people that don't really want to know the back half of it, but just are interested in like, Hey, I just want to make a homemade diet that I make sure is meeting minimum nutritional requirements. You, you have things for like brand new pet parents. 2.0 pet parents, vet techs, veterinarians, veterinary nutritionists, like you've really fleshed out the animal diet formulator to have mm-hmm. it be available for everyone. That's a that's a big that's a big thing.
1: It was a huge thing. We did think our
0: heads were gonna pop
1: off at you know at a couple of points during it because Steve is absolutely attention to detail. He's got so much, and working with him was so fun because you know, I'd be like, Oh, we figured this out, this great thing about you know, zinc or whatever. And he's like, Okay, great, here's 390 more entries that you have to go through now about that. I'm like, okay, okay. We're going to do that too. So yeah. And, and then correcting USDA data and being like, how can that be so help us?
0: So, and that's, I do believe Barb that the animal diet formulator that, that you own is the only comprehensive nutritional database that takes into play. Yes, FETI-AF, you know the European nutritional standards, the American nutritional pet standards, but also the fact that there are different country US, uh, there are different country nutritional databases that have some information that's correct and some information that's wrong. Your mm-hmm. animal diet formulator is correcting for some of those, for yeah. some of that misinformation. And I believe oh. you're the only one.
1: Yeah, because I think who has the time? I mean, honestly, I do feel like it's something that you have to have someone absolutely dedicated to the science behind it to get yes. that going. We needed to have Steve's full attention on this, which was really great because when we bought it from him, he said, I just still want to do this. Now I just want to focus on the data. And I was like, that is what we want to do. So yeah. he's been able to look at things and, and going down pages and pages of data and going, that that one's way an outlier. That doesn't make any sense. Let's figure that out. And then he just, yes. he traces it down to the end. So we've been putting all that data in and figuring out what, where and why we're seeing certain problems with diets. You know, people say, oh, you know, chicken always causes this problem. or There may be some big problem with the way we're evaluating zinc and chicken. I mean, there may be, there's so many things that we may be missing. And so that's where I think you don't have to know about that if you use the program, but you're going to get the best information so that you're formulating the best diet. So that's been a really fun part of what I've been doing. And certainly for teaching. Oh the pre-vet students who had this, they're just like, I know a lot, there's a lot about nutrition, but how can I possibly make sure the diet's right or even help people do this? And this program has made such a difference for them when we're teaching. Oh,
0: my gosh. Barbara, I think about how we, you know. Pet parents assume that when veterinarians graduate from vet school, that of course we have a well-rounded background and we have been taught the basics of all of our subjects. And we do have maybe some, a few seeds of nutrition, but not a single veterinarian graduates knowing how to make a homemade diet, nutritionally complete, but your, your, vast amount of information included in the animal diet formula is actually making that a reality for vet students, veterinary colleges, veterinary teaching institutions, veterinarians actually finally can have the information they need to be able to adequately create a recipe that reflects minimum or hopefully optimal nutritional requirements. And that's made possible because of your hard work. So like Barb, if people wanted to if veterinarians listening to this or pet parents or paraprofessionals wanted to learn more about animal diet formulator, where do they go to learn about how to how to utilize all of this information?
1: All they have to do is go to animal the animal diet so animal dot okay. com, and yes, that, so that's amazing.
0: where it all is. And there's
1: all kinds Gosh. of different levels and ways to do that, to get recipes or whatever, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's made a huge difference. It was a game changer oh, for us as well. So
0: massive, yeah, massive love having it. Yeah. I guess so, but that is that is just happens to be one really actually, I mean, honestly, of all the pieces that you have knitted <laughs> together, that one is near and dear to my heart because it gives everyone the opportunity, pet parent to veterinarian, it gives everyone the opportunity to know that they're doing it right. What mm-hmm. a gift to all of us. Yeah, but wait, there's but wait, more, there's more there's more. <laughs> there's more. Yeah. So at, so after Animal Diet Formulator that That was a beautiful piece, but you felt the need to continue knitting the community together. So then what?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that drives me crazy about the you know in general, I think any any real professional community is it sort of gets to a point when everyone starts to sort of um, grab onto their little piece of the pie and sort of step away from each other. and it's like, you know, well, you're doing it wrong or you're doing it wrong or I'm doing it right, and all of those different things. and so For a while, I started just trying to knit together professionals that I knew really well. I was working with a lot of wonderful people through, um, you know, a whole bunch of different um, uh, either either online or like Barbara Fougere, for example. So I started, we've been working together for years and always, always have wanted an excuse to sort of to work together. Well, she had developed the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies with Steve Marsden, and they made a wonderful Forum for community members to just get together and talk in a really coherent way, being, you know, allowing for the science to come in, allowing for conventional practitioners to feel comfortable there as well, and saying, no, we're, we're really not about, you know, holistic, or we're really not about, you know, this isn't alternative. This isn't anything. It is more the one health idea where we're talking about how do we best serve the population of animals that we're treating? How do we best serve our professional community and allow them to have as many tools as possible to heal these patients that are coming down with more and more diseases that they shouldn't really be having? Um, and, and so that, the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies was, you know their baby that they started really well just in Australia um, that when she said that she was thinking about stepping away from it, I was like, "I yes, we, we need to merge. We need to merge the Royal Animal Health University and what you're doing, because this can give us a global reach. And that's really because we could take it to the cloud. We could take it you know, into the, what we're doing with the Animal Diet Formulator. We can teach using that tool. We can teach using her tool. And with all the people that we'd amassed, I just thought this is the perfect combination to make a better community for all of us so we just had so much fun when we first even talked about it we were both like yay we're gonna do this thing and then it just it's it's kept on going and going so now the royal animal health university acquired the college of Integrated veterinary therapies barbara Fougere is still an active participant in doing it but she didn't want to have to run it anymore so i'm the ceo now and then that also gave us, you know, a lot of the other resources that we have, we have Robert Kelly in Dubai, who does a lot of our, um, he completely redid the website completely, you know, made it more user-friendly and easier to find courses. And then we've, we've decided to not just do the veterinary side of it, but also to really strongly develop our, our line of courses for retailers and pet mm-hmm. parents and things like that under the same umbrella for, for this college. And it's been, that's been super fun. The people there are amazing. <sighs>
0: Yeah. So, so Dr. Royal, when, if, when you visit CIVT mm-hmm. edu.org, there are, there are courses in place for all levels, whether you're a pet parent, just wanting to learn more all the way up to veteran. Like, yeah. is there something for literally something for everyone now?
1: Really something for everyone. It's so fun. I mean, there's just all kinds of things there. And, and so much of it has been, um, you know, it, it's a common sense, really, really helpful um, things you can choose and sort based on whatever your interests happen to be. So we have short webinars, we've got, you know, if you've got not too much time, but you want to just learn a little something, feel free. You know, if you really want to delve in, and you want to get some sort of a certificate, You've got that. If you really want to do a whole diploma, you know, you want to really a, a diploma in tradi- you know traditional Chinese herbs, fine. We've got that. That's actually the college is a registered college in Australia and gives a real diploma. You know, in in several of our courses. So there's there's whatever you want to do.
0: Just amazing. And finally, we have this resource for if if you are committed to improving the well-being of animals in some sense or fashion this is a platform and a resource that you would be able to use throughout your career regardless of yeah. Yeah. what what your if it's related to animals you have information yeah. there but I also think that you are amassing a lot of experts in their field. In fact, I think you have some board certified veterinary nutritionists now involved Mm -hmm. in teaching, like you're building your faculty to this unbelievable extent. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, it's really important to us that we get the best of the best. I mean, and there's no reason not to now with the way the world is, you know, I don't have to fly somebody every time they come in, they can come in, they can do a course online people are very interested in teaching what they've learned. So if we have some people that are board certified, we've got board certified oncologists, we've got um, you know, people that are very keen to show that they can integrate what they're doing with something that is a little bit more of a, a one health idea that yes, an oncologist can work with someone who does herbal medicine, who may be doing acupuncture. You know, the, the stigma of you've got cancer, don't do acupuncture, that kind of thing. You know, no, 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 no. We should be able to incorporate different modalities because we're not, you know, we're not always winning the battle against these diseases because we often start so late. So part of our our training, you know, even as an oncologist, I have oncologists who talk about, you know, yes, your animal doesn't have cancer. Let's talk about how to avoid it. Let's let's before we get there, I don't want I don't want to have to deal with it when the when the animal gets it. Let's let's not feed carcinogens. Let's not do things that are going to cause cancers. Here's where the pitfalls are. That's what we want to learn about and you can learn about that for your pet before it happens and this is with people that really understand the risks these are people that have been in the trenches or worked or already gone through tons of different types of degree programs themselves they see yeah. the minimum you know how it's how it's lacking in a certain way because they when you're focusing on one thing that's the only thing you can do and being a little bit more integrative thinking about proactive health you know, for me, it it started where I started thinking, I need to provide for every patient, all the causes of health. If I provide the causes of health, then maybe I'm not gonna have to be looking at the causes of disease so often. And that's really where I want this college, that's where we're focusing the college, we're trying to say, yes, we need you out there telling us what to do when your animal does get some kind of a cancer, for sure. Here's some great answers there, but you're gonna eventually wanna know with your next generation, What am I going to do to keep that animal healthy? So let's have courses in that as well.
0: Just, it's just a breath of fresh air. And honestly, you have to feel like you've kind of worked your entire career for such a time as this Mm -hmm. to be able to provide this platform and international resource for pet parents that say, you know what, I'm feeling overwhelmed, but I just want to go to the experts and learn. You have courses for pet parents, Mm -hmm. for dog walkers and pet sitters and groomers. You have courses for them, for vet technicians, for general practitioners, for, for, for veterinarians, seasoned veterinarians who've been doing this 30 years that say, you know what, I am burning out. I wish I had more answers. You have those gateway courses into thinking about functional medicine or, Mm -hmm. you know, metabolomics, thinking about biome you Homeopathy, are providing whatever. courses yeah in yeah. all of these areas
1: and i will say karen and i know it's sort of a little bit you know i'm i'm just going to be a little bit um i don't know attentive to you for a moment because it a lot of what you've done has paved the way for me to be able to think about what we're doing. And I think the idea that getting, getting people aware that they need more education has been a really rough job. I think getting out there and doing what you do and saying, you know, hey, You pay attention. This is is wrong. This is something we have to do something about looking at all those problems. I think you've shined a light on it that's made it even possible for us to do such a thing. Because I think in the beginning, it really was the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies was just for those veterinarians who wanted specifically to do integrative medicine. And it was a really, it was a narrow niche for everyone. And now I think there's so many people that are aware and, you know, your millions of viewers has made it possible for other people to start thinking a little bit more globally and being more aware of what we can do if we just learn a little more about it.
0: And the beauty, the beauty of me doing what I was put on this earth to do, which is, you know, educate within my little realm that I can. But then when people say, okay, I get it. I understand that I am now an empowered advocate. I, I know what I need to do and what I need to avoid. Where do I go to keep learning? There was always that whole and you'll wait for the next but, podcast I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But <laughs> isn't it magnificent that, that we're building this international ability of people to connect them into professional coursework that yeah. CIBT is providing. Yeah. So we have the next step and that yes. is incredibly beneficial. When it, when our goal is to build the health of the planet, the animals on it and the humans that can moderate the decisions between how we care for mother earth and how we care for our entire family. You're providing this amazing platform that, that every human can plug into, to gain additional information if they so desire. And that's a resource that has never been provided until now. So what? what an accomplishment. I'm so thankful.
1: I'm so thankful. It's really great to be able to do it. And just to forward our mission this way, I feel really excited about it. I can't believe it's happening. And I, the feedback we're getting, the the fun part for me is all of the new faces we're seeing, you know, the, the veterinarians coming out of school even, and just saying, you know, yeah, I've already learned acupuncture. I've already learned conventional, you know, um, conventional medicine. And then now I, I need to, I need to do more but I'm really excited about it. And these, these people, they're going to be learning. They're going to be changing what, what we do. And it should be medicine as usual, you know, should be just, we just handle this. We deal with the causes of health. We prevent and we create health. I mean, we prevent disease and we create health and, and that's, that's what we want to be doing rather than always having to put out fires. You know?
0: Yes. And, and, you know, in essence, you are giving the next generation of medical professionals the blessed gift of not being forced into reactive medicine. You are in the process of pivoting our system of medicine from reactive, we'll wait till our patients get sick. To starting the conversation, the educational tools, the dialogue, and the ability to learn and grow with a functional system of medicine that actually prevents disease from occurring, mm-hmm. CIVT is doing that. And when those doctors then go into students go into practice, that it's the next generation that will have a yeah. a better grasp on how to prevent on how to prevent disease from occurring. It's just so amazing. So I have yeah. to ask: when you get up in the morning, and you you have all of these Plate spinning, what do you love most about the the next generation of well-being that you are so focusedly and intently creating? What do you love most? I have
1: to say there's there's something to when I get up in the morning I, I anticipate what's going to be at work for me in that day, right so I'll go to work and I'll say okay there's a there's going to be an intern there and what I really love is when the intern brings me something that either i mean it seems a little strange but I, I like it when they sort of show me to be a little wrong somewhere you know i can learn something i can be humbled by it i can i can be like oh wow that's really interesting and i never thought of it that way and i have to and then i have to sort of reconfigure my world i get so excited about the chance that every day i learn something new and i'm learning it from the people i'm supposedly teaching as it you know there's such an old saw but it's true you know and yeah. And then I, and I know that that means there's going to be another animal that's going to be a little bit better because of that. There's going to be another client who cannot believe they're getting another year with you know, whatever muffy their dog who so, seemed so much at the end when they first came. So it's yeah. just knowing that, that I'm open to the possibility of being wrong is a, is, a, is a thing that I've sort of embraced as I've gone through, because I think that's one of the things I'd really, I'd like doctors to feel a little more comfortable with. And so I sort of, I give that to myself as a gift every day. It's like today you you might be wrong and maybe you'll learn something really good about it, you know, and and maybe when it's not too late.
0: (laughs) Well, and I don't think it's ever too late and I don't know about where you are at, but for me, the older I get, the more it's quite clear, not just how much I have left to learn, but how much I have to unlearn and relearn because things are different. And Mm -hmm. so that also provides an opportunity to a announce to the world, Hey, I made a ton of mistakes or I would do things differently now. But I think that that's literally, we're watching medicine evolve because we are willing to unlearn and relearn. And I think that that's part of the gift that we can give the next generation of young, vibrant newbies that, that are already open to recognizing that they are a generation. That's very different from us. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They can start here and figure out other things that we've maybe missed out on. I mean, even just all of the work that's being done, you know, right now with biome and we're talking about soil and I still see in textbooks, it's like, no, make everything sterile. That'll be better. I'm like, Mm. Oh, Oh dear. You know, (sighs) so much more work to do, huh? (laughs) But it's wonderful (laughs) to be part of it. It's so great to see it happen. I just love that so much.
0: And so, if you could tell the world one thing or share with the world one thing from where you are right now in your evolutionary path, what would it be?
1: i think, I think really it would have something to do with optimism that that we can do better, you know that we can do better. Veterinarians can do better. Um, as a pet parent, we can do better, and just be be aware that that's that that's possible because i I would like to think of everything we do as it relates to my biggest patient as i always say is planet earth right so i i do want to i want to think about is there a better way that we can create health in our animals and health in the food animals that feed them and our um the health of the the agriculture that brings that food into our houses and then how how do we help our planet we can do better. We can always do better. And there's no reason not to just a little bit more strive a little bit more. And I feel like if we keep, if we keep that as sort of a mantra and just say, yes, I think, I think I can do a little bit better then maybe we're going to, we'll actually get there someday. Um, because I, I don't want to ever feel like I'm done at all, you know, and And, you know, there's a point every, every day when something's happening and I'm like, oh gosh, I have to go look that up and figure that out. And then I just think, well, if not me, then who? Yeah. So, you know, we can, we can do this. We can do this better. We can create health ourselves and we don't have to, we don't have to feel daunted by it.
0: I am so incredibly thankful that Diane nominated you in that I had another beautiful 15 minute opportunity to chat with you about all that you're doing and all the pieces that you and your team of amazing humans are putting into place for the rest of us to utilize. Indeed, we all can do better. The end of that sentence for many, many people is, but I don't know how, yes, I want to. And I agree with that statement, but, but how do I do it? And, The thing I believe that is so impactful is that you've actually also put into place an education, an online educational system to give people tools at a pace that's not overwhelming. It's not going to cause them to have fear and anxiety. It's going to empower people who want to know more to give them the tools and the resources to learn more at a pace that works for them, that allows them to become knowledgeable advocates. And that's another gift you've given all of us. And so I'm so thankful Diane nominated you and for everything that you're doing. Um, we are forever indebted and have a lot of gratitude. So thank you, Dr. Royal.
1: Thank you so much, Dr. Becker. It was a pleasure to speak to you as always.